crushed a chord and shut it. Hmm. Heat the normies. How to lose weight this week. Bumbalanas, if you're listening, don't you worry. We've got you covered. Just one of the names, the main names I hope to eradicate with this podcast, Ten Ton Tessie. There's another one. My brother used to call me that. Never heard of Ten Ton Tessie. My name, Normie, was given to me by my older brothers after, you remember the Life Beyond ads with Norm? Mm. So I don't necessarily want to eradicate the name Norm because it's my name. Fun fact, the drawer of that cartoon recently died of obesity. That's a bit... Yeah. <laughs> so was the cartoon of him? I don't know if And what's that say about me? Does that mean everyone related to Norm will die? Does that mean it's the end for me? Well, I think the, the life lesson is there. If you're going to do something, well, I don't know what the life lesson is there. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't be obese and die from it, I suppose. Uh, speaking about um, obesity and my own journey... Mm. Uh, I'm on a bit of a journey, but mine... A journey to the fridge and back. (laughs) I do find myself standing at the fridge with the door open, looking in, and I don't know why I'm there. Mm. I'm like, I don't know why I'm at the fridge right now. Mm. Do you hide food from yourself? That's a good way to lose weight. I find it, whenever makes, we've got the pack actually of, makes no sense whenever we've got the pack of Tim Tams in the fridge and I'll eat one two I'm on the third Tim Tam I'll go I've got it if I don't get rid of these biscuits I will sit here and eat the whole lot so what I'll do is I'll take the, the rest of the pack go to the cupboard put them behind the tins of tuna and the pasta and nestle it right at the back close the door walk out of the room walk back to the fridge and go oh I thought we had Tim Tams no oh out of sight out of mind a great way to lose weight the only way you could possibly do that scientifically, like a double blind hiding of the biscuits, you'd have to hide them, then knock yourself out. <laughs> you actually well, would. What about falling into a food coma from the, the Tim Tams you've already consumed? Okay, that's <laughs> a food coma. Because when you wake up, you wouldn't yeah. forget where you placed them. That's yeah. Another way to lose weight is to actually be knocked unconscious and then put on a drip. And you know how you're in a, that coma, you don't wake up. Oh. Then the doctors control your intake speaking of sickness right (laughs) every girl i've ever hung out with over a long period of time intermittently Mm. um (laughs) this is what happens when they get some sort of food bug right they will be mid spew Mm. i'll be holding the hair back doing Mm. the great gentlemanly thing you and go in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Why are you in there? Well, you just got to look after them because they'll be crying. And... But they're not a two-year-old toddler. No, like if, if, my, if my son was no, 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 vomiting no. violently, I would be there holding, you know, he's foreign, it's okay, young man. You've got to check on them, give them a bit of a backpack and okay. say, are you okay, darling? Right? Hold the hair back for yeah. them. Every single girl has said this. How many girls have you stood holding their hair while they vomit into a, into a toilet? How, I, put a number on it. Like, I'm five. I'm saying You've five. done it for five girls. Five girls. You're married to one of them now? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Helen. They will, between spewsies, look up at me. They've got the, the spew on the corner of the lips. And they'll go, well, at least I'll be skinny after this. <laughs> In saying that... I've had food poisoning twice, and uh, again, another shout-out. Um, they're now closed, defunct. 
The Belmain Leagues Club on Victoria Road, uh, about two weeks before they closed their doors, I went in for a chicken wrap one night after work. And Heath, we lived, the chicken. We lived in Belmain at the time. Uh, the mayonnaise, I believe, was a little bit funky. And even when I was eating it, my mind was going, oh, I don't know about this. I'm like, come on. It's a leagues club. It's pretty. This is pretty fine. Within three hours back home, I woke up and went, something's not right. I spent the next two or three days, no one to hold my hair back. Well, I don't know how much hair to hold back, but... Heathy, you'll know where to be seen, even though you were my housemate. And I lost a good five or six kilos in two days. So I would have to agree with the girls. At least with all the horror of food poisoning, you can take one you can take one positive from almost dying. That is, oh, gonna fit into my jeans. Heath, when my wife first told me she was pregnant. Straight away, I, I was just full of elation. Mm. And as the months went on, I, I, it's, it's very natural because of what's happening to a woman's body. It's a, it's a miracle of a thing. But, you know, you can get a little bit self-conscious because you're saying, well, my body's growing and it's never been this size before. So to make your partner feel better, you'll go through this with Helen. Mm. I What I would do is I would eat and try and grow at the same size it's natural you often hear about you often hear about men having the fake pregnancy as well because they're consuming so my wife would say all right i'm going to eat slightly more because i'm feeding the baby and then what i would do is i would eat for my wife for my baby and for myself so what i found is i was having one more serve a day this podcast title is how to lose weight now you're saying You've put on weight there, so that makes no sense. No, no, no. This is where it comes full circle. Right. So I had put on quite a few, and I became quite self-conscious. So my wife ended up being very... In the end, I got bigger than her. (laughs) Um, So she was quite a good... She helped me out. Uh, But when she had the baby, a good way for her to to shed the weight was breastfeeding. Mm. And that's where I've struggled. (laughs) While I've got the boobs, uh, the milk. Plus... I believe the baby comes out of the tummy and that's a quite a big weight loss instantly. Uh, how would you get rid of that sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I don't have that same outlet. Uh, I, well, the baby's still in there. It's been cooking for a long time. I find, for me, a good way to lose weight is to up the average of everybody else's weight. Because I've said, you know what, I'm a dad now. I don't really care. I'm very happy in my life. I don't really need the six-pack as much as I did in my single days uh, to attract the opposite sex. So what I like to do now is to make everyone around me slightly bigger. So I'm bringing the average up, which makes me actually smaller. So at work, I sit next to quite a fit young guy. I like to slip him Mars bars. Uh, whenever the work chips come up, I always put the bowl right next to him. He's getting fatter being in my general uh, environment, which is bringing my weight down. So that's how to make... Yourself lose weight. That's true. To make other people fat. Just once, at the end of the news, I would like to see, instead of the world's oldest man being 126-year-old Asian... They like to eat a lot of raw fish. Or they have their secret. They say, what's the secret? And they go, well, my secret is a nip of whiskey every single day. <laughs> I smoked Winnie Reds every day for 50 years. This is what I'd like. Instead of that... Asian woman or man, usually they are from an Asian country. I would just like, for once, it's an Aussie. He's massive. <laughs> What's the secret, mate? Oh, blow your 12 pies a day and six pack of beer. That's just once. I would like one of those Aussie fat guys with a huge gut. You see him at the pub, they rest the schooner 
on top of the gut. It's a brilliant facet of human life just to make it that far. How old will Kyle Sanderlands live? He's got days. <laughs> Another good way to lose weight is reality TV. I think if you are mentally struggling or looking for a direction in your life or you feel you've tried every other fad diet and nothing's working, I think the best way to get your life back on track is reality TV. And one of the shows that comes to mind is, is The Biggest Loser in the day I, I had a chat. Is that show still going? I have no idea. But if not, bring it back because it, it is a, a very, very... It's very good for society in general. We have... <laughs> This person will remain unnamed. Can you name him? Just name him. We'll just call him Longy. <laughs> a mutual friend called Longy, uh, he sits me down and I go, oh God, what's happened here? Someone's pregnant. Um, he, what, he's getting married? What is this? He goes, no, no, no. It's far worse than that. I'm going on reality TV. I go, oh, right. So, you know, Survivor or something? What are you going on? He goes, no, no, no. I'm going on The Biggest Loser. Now, when a friend tells you they're going on The Biggest Loser. Mm, mm. I'm, for me, it was a first. So I didn't know what reaction to give them. I didn't know whether to go, oh, yes, this is what you've been working for. Yes, you are. You should go on that show and give them a hug and go, yes. You, or do you go the opposite and go, oh, you? No. I didn't even know you, but... Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you no. You're, you're healthy looking. You're very healthy looking. I'll bet... Okay, if it's what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. Anyway, he tried out. The producers told him he wasn't fat enough. <laughs> and he was really down. Do you remember how down he was? He actually ate, like, because you know when some people get upset, they, what do they call it? When you eat food? Binge eating, is it? Oh, no, 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 because emotional, emotional eating, that's yeah, right. it. Yeah, emotional eating. So he ate all, like, lots of donuts and things because they told him he wasn't fat enough. Is this a trend? Is are people like setting that goal? So there might be a normal size, whatever normal is, and mm. they just go, Do you know what? I would like to be a reality TV star. You get on the radio, mm. you get TV gigs, you get it to get a your nine to five job. Mm. Are they just going, I'm gonna do it? And they are isn't this show forcing fat onto society because they're like, I'm getting on it, more food. Well, my new idea for reality TV might be just that. Um, it's called the biggest gainer. Now, this I target, I actually stand with my producers outside the biggest loser audition tapes, and when dejected, longy types walk out and say, I'm not fat enough, I wheel them into my tryouts and go, right, you're perfect for us. What I need is you to eat as much as you can, and we will follow your weight gain journey all the way from Macca's drive-thru to Macca's KFC drive-thru. You put on as much weight as you can, and at the end, the biggest bombalaris wins the cake. Now, <laughs> how, takes, how, the cake. takes the cake. How I, how I want this to work is the biggest gainer runs straight in. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm seriously saying, all right, takes the cake, Johnny, you've won. Streamers and confetti come out. We work, put him in his wheelchair and wheel him off no, the set. No, no, get the crane. We get the crane. Crane him out of the bed. Crane him out of his bed. And there's another show waiting in itself. And they crane him straight onto the set of the next show that starts, The Biggest Loser, he's made it. So his life's complete. He's got his dream. Speaking of longing, um, How to Lose Weight, this podcast, and we did go to school with Longy. 
Can I give some advice? If you're trying to lose weight, don't jog. Mm. Do not jog. No? So I'm doing it all wrong. Yes, do not yeah, jog. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was the eating. It's no. the exercises. Yeah, okay. Um, it can cost you love. It can cost you all sorts of things. Now, my mate Longy and I were sitting on the school bench, right? Remember those metal seats? It was yeah. lunchtime. Yeah. And he goes, do you know what? I am a bit overweight, Heath. He was always, he's way up and down throughout high school as well. Mm. But I think a girl likes me. Mm. She really likes me. Mm. And this lunchtime, I'm going to ask her out. I've never asked a girl out in my life. Yeah. And I went, good on you, mate. Kelmney Walker? It. Not Kelmney Walker. Kate McDonald? No. Uh, Claire Arnold? Aislinn. Kurt? Mm. Yeah. So he goes, right, I'm going to do it. And we, I psych him up all lunchtime. I'm like, go. Go, buddy, you can do it. She's over the other side of the oval, right? We can see her. She's frolicking with the girls. Yeah, Always she... sitting in circles, the yeah, girls. Yeah, the girls, yeah. They like to frolic. Anyway, I go, go now. The bell's about to go. He stands up. He goes, I'm going in. She sees him. Jane! Jane! I carried watermelon. She starts jogging across the oval towards him. Yeah. Now, for some reason, I don't know what happened as a child, but... Aislinn had side fling-out leg when she jogged. Now, Johnny Longmore had never seen a jog before. He sat back down, and I went, no, 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 go, mate. It's go, now she's chair. coming up. She's probably going to hug mm. and meet you in the middle. He goes, no, no way, can't ask her out. I went, why? He goes, oh, can't be with a girl who jogs like that. <laughs> so, I, I don't know that... So their paths ended right there because yeah, of the jogging because style. of the jogging. Now, and I don't think... That's another reason why Johnny's put on so much... Sorry, Longy has put on so much uh, so weight. So just Johnny Long. You've, yeah, Johnny yeah, Long. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Shout out if you're listening, John. Because he hasn't lost the weight because he hasn't gone on the jogs. Because he's afraid of... Yeah, yeah. He's afraid of seeing his wife jog. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Has he ever seen his wife jog? No, you won't let her. Yeah. So she's put on a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. Well, you've already... You've no. already yeah, look, Edit that out. My, no, no, no. You can leave it in because you've offended him so much at this point, he would have stopped five minutes ago. He wouldn't have heard any of that. The He's and Normie Show. The He's and Normie Show. Hey, we are talking how to lose weight for me and for you as a when I was observing this. I've never seen you more taught at the time. A good way to lose weight is to get married. Um, in the in the months leading into a wedding, the man and woman, they donate. You, you literally watch them on their Instagram feeds and their Facebook feeds with all the selfies they're doing. They, they fade away before your very eyes. When you see someone at their skinniest point, you go, oh, you're getting married soon, are you? And they go, yeah, don't go away two months. I get my so my big point for you here is just keep getting married, divorcing, and marrying again. In fact, if you are quite overweight in your relationship, just the best thing you can possibly do is give your wife the divorce papers today. <laughs> how to lose weight with Heath and Normie, another how-to, life lessons being learnt here today. Normie... I live down near the south coast. And you don't live down near there. You live on the okay. south coast. You live, what is it, Scarborough? Yeah, there, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. That pub there. My World's advice, most expensive beers. It is, very expensive. How to get free beer. We should have maybe said don't go to that. $17 a pint. <laughs> it is something like that. Cra it is. You know what I did? Heath brought, came back and said, that I didn't believe him. They tried to charge me the same thing. So what I did is I bought a six-pack 
which for some unknown reason were like $14. I took them around the side of the pub and filled the schooner glasses, brought them back in. Wrong idea. podcast, how to lose weight. Yes. Don't drink beer. That's true. Don't drink that. Fatty Bumbalara is special. Anyway, um, how to lose weight. Don't consume too many bakery treats. Now, Arn Doe. Do you know who that is, Norman? Uh, he's the guy who needs the dough. No, he's a comedian. Play, he invented Play-Doh. No, Arn Doe. He's a very famous Australian comedian, right? Yes, I do know. I know. He's very, he's a very talented man from the Cabramatta area of Vietnamese descent. Well, he lives down my way now, and he goes to the same cafe slash bakery that I go to. Right? The one you've taken me to. Yes. Now, he's in line. I'm right behind him. What? A, just because you got a bit of coin, mate, doesn't mean you need to do this. So, all the freshly baked pies are in the cabinet, right? Yeah. There must be 12 of them in there. Mm. And Arnie's up there, he's talking, he's like, you know, I'll have this. He, he got all these coffee orders and he goes, oh, and uh, what pies you got? They go through them. He opens his wallet, wads of hundreds. Mm. Wads. And it's like he deliberately <laughs> showed everyone. Who carries that much? comedian, look at me, everyone. Who carries that much money? Arnie Doe. Well, no wonder his last name's Doe. So... He said, I'll take them all. He has bought every single pie in the bakery. How's his waistline? He is plump. Mm. He is definitely plump. Did he have a dog? He did not have a dog. Yeah. Now, a lot of Australians are always on about, stop the boats, don't let them in. The refugees, they'll come in and take our jobs. Tony Abbott. The happiest refugee will eat all the pies, so don't let him in the country. <laughs> <laughs> all of them what sort of jerk you'd leave one at least one. I'll take all but one please oh what about the stress when you're in the line at the bakery you can literally see one pie sitting on the beef and Guinness uh, tray like on that shelf and you're about three deep back and you're like don't order the pie don't and the guy in front of you can you the beef and Guinness oh no good way to lose weight though order a flan can I also say at cafes, this is the same cafe, I heard a bunch of girls. Have you heard girls now? Yeah, I've heard. I'm married to one. They she do. does speak. She does. She often, she, you know, just this morning she said, good morning. I hope your podcast yeah, goes well. Fine. By yeah. themselves, they're fine. But when they get in the gaggle, they're a nightmare. You do realise my wife's meeting your wife this morning. Yeah. Well, a gaggle is more than two. Okay. Oh, so that's fine as that's well. That's fine. What about if a female waitress comes over to take the order? Trouble. Trouble. Right. What are they talking about? Um, so this morning at the gym, I did three sets of 12 bench press, and then I did squats. I did a round of six, and I had 20 kilograms on my back, and then I did 102 push-ups. They go through their whole regime, right? Yeah. But all the other girls are like, oh, oh, oh. And then they go, now, do you know what? Yesterday, this is what I had to eat. Girls, tell me if this is okay. They run through. They're gluten-free. Mm. They've all got... I listen to them. They've all got one thing they don't eat. Mm. Now, this is all just made up. They haven't gone to see anyone, but they're all just talking about what they can and can't eat. Now, I will tell you this. No one is worrying about your six-pack but you. Mm. It's not like when you get to the end of your life, someone's giving your eulogy, right? 90-year-old Cheryl, she's a great lady. She gave herself to the community, she was lovely to her family, a loving wife, she leaves behind Gary here in the audience today. I tell you though, one thing she didn't have was a six pack, the poor old fat bitch. See, I, mm. there's not one thing 
You'd need a six-pack for. Why do you need a six-pack? What is everyone so stressed about this for? I had a six-pack last night watching the cricket. Um, I don't think women should meet up in groups for one very specific reason. When women get together at a cafe, it is impossible and there is a high propensity for a woman to order a piece of cake. Now, once that first woman orders a piece of cake in the gaggle, they all go... Oh, yes, because we are living, having fun. This is when I should be able to enjoy a piece of cake. Before you know it, everyone's got... Why do they cut the pieces of cake so big at a cafe? <laughs> As a businessman, you can get like five slices out of that one piece of cake. Who can eat a piece of cake that big? Whenever they light the candles on the birthday cake at work, I'm like, oh, God, no. Do I have to have some of this? No, I cannot eat cake. Because this is what happens now. They're giving out one piece because they know what happens in the gaggle. Yeah, the gaggle. They order one piece and they all share it. Because mm. they go, no, this is worth 50 calories. That's all I can have today. Mm. But so that's yeah. what they do. Okay. Um, I know this is a sensitive topic for you. Not the idea of how to lose weight in general, but mm. the story I want you to tell now. Your first, One of your first trips overseas, your first trip to Thailand, in fact, and you'd had a great trip. You'd been given very a lot of warnings about... Uh, food poisoning, don't eat the salad, uh, don't drink the water, mm. in fact, don't eat anything. Yeah. Um, you'd done so well. <laughs> so you'd, you'd pretty much lost weight just from not eating anything. <laughs> and you made it so close to the plane on the way back to Australia. In fact, you made it to the airport and you had ha- you'd not had one bit of illness. You hadn't eaten mm, seven, eight days. You're a little peckish. What happened next, Heath? <laughs> well, for some reason, I did make it to the airport. Where do you think food safety would would be at its most premium? Mm. They'd be very safe at the airport, wouldn't they? They're you? international domain. You'd think, great. They've got international chefs coming through, working, you know, tra- doing a bit of travel from that port. But I went to this fast food chain. It was like a Thailand chain. I'd seen them everywhere, and I went, no, this airport one would be safe. That, this is the one that's this is the, one. the hygiene bubble, yes. So I said, I'll just have a chicken burger and chips. Mm. Starving. Before we got on the plane... Eight hours, I was like, yeah, we'll do that. Sorry, sir, sold out. And I went, okay, well, I'll just take the chips then. So I'm waiting for my chippies. And then the guy comes back over and goes, oh, hang on, mate. No, no, no. We found one. Alarm bells did not ring. He told you they didn't have any? None. Sold out. How long was he out the back looking for one? Well, I didn't know he was looking. I thought he was cooking my chips, but it was 10 minutes had passed. He's, he's looking under cupboard, under shelves and bins to find I you. I told you, at the oh time. Oh, my at God. At the time, did not occur to me that this might have been happening. Why would you? We found one. I thought, oh, okay. And the fact that he said, we found one, again, <laughs> you've got to think, surely. Alarm bells. So I smacked that down. Delicious, actually. Really good. Crispy, all sorts of things. Now, about 40 minutes into the flight... I'm next to my brother, and I go, ooh, Clippy, I don't feel very well, buddy. <laughs> and he goes, no, he'd be fine, he'd be fine. Now, I then proceeded to go into the bathroom. I was in there for, I kid you not, the whole length of the flight, seven hours. Some things happened. I think you described it that you figured out a position where your head could be in the sink in the toilet bathroom and your bum could still be positioned over the toilet so you could literally... And you know, I don't have to paint so it. Well, you painted go, the, I won't paint the picture like I you painted it. I went back to my seat a couple of times. I was there for about a minute before I had to run back and 
the steward would come over and go, Sir, sir, you've been hogging the bathroom. Are you okay? Mm. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Get me some water. These stingy airlines, they don't give you water. Mm. You have to buy it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what it is anyway. So we land. It's been a delayed flight. We had to circle Sydney Airport for ages. It's now from a seven-hour flight to a ten-hour flight. You delayed the entire flight. Well, I didn't. I didn't delay it. It was just delayed naturally. But then when we landed, the captain comes on. Sorry about delay. Because you know when there's an outbreak on a ship like a cruise, mm. they do delay it. They well, leave it out to sea. Sorry about the delay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there was a lot of air traffic. Uh, there will be a further delay. There is a passenger on oh, this plane no. who will need to be quarantined. Outrage. My blood boiled. I'm like, oh, and I could hear people. Oh. And you're like, who is this oh idiot getting me off the plane? Who is this? <laughs> Did anyway. you try any of the airline food just because you thought, oh, I've already got food poisoning. How bad can it get? Next minute, there's a man in my face asking me all these questions. Have you been to Africa? And I'm like, what is happening? What? Is, it's a doctor. Africa? Didn't they look at the flight? Can you go from Thailand? I don't think you need to ask that one. They finally give me the all clear after 45 minutes of quite intense personal questions and everyone... Did you need to go to the bathroom? Did, did, they, did they interview on the toilet? They did. They were through the, through the door. Anyway, the doctor goes, look, sir, you're very weak. You are very sick. You haven't eaten in 10 days by the looks of you. Um, except some sort of chicken burger. Would you like a wheelchair? I'm still very proud of this normally. Mm. And I did expect a standing mm. ovation from the plane. I said, no. I will walk. I walked down the aisle, collapsed halfway, mm. and was dragged off the plane. But I didn't take the wheelchair on me. We still called you Scacy <laughs> for years after, even though because we all imagined you in the wheelchair with the oxygen tank on, and it's just one, and you would have been absolutely slow clapped out of the plane. Skinny. Oh, what yeah. a way to lose weight. You never look better. Always order the last chicken wrap at the airport in Thailand and then remember a way to put on weight and this will be a podcast in the coming weeks how, how to gain weight you turn to bananas you would remember that's all you ate to put weight back on I'd, how did that go for you ex-football mate told me that did it work no <laughs> got the runs yeah. again again and you actually shed weight um, we are doing how to lose weight now I would now like to tell a, a bit of a it's a story I haven't told many people, and um, it's a, a man very close to my heart, and it's a guy I don't talk about very often. I actually went to school with him from kindergarten right through to the end of year 12. Um, his name is Benny Black. Benny Black was a sort of, he was a rogue. He was all forever in trouble. He, he was he was a bit of a delinquent. The shirt never tucked in. The shoelaces never done up. Mean, he never wore a shirt. No, he, never, <laughs> he always had blood coming out of his elbows or somewhere. It was forever in fracases in the playground. Anyway, Benny Black didn't, he was, he was like us. He grew up with very modest means. He didn't have a lot of money to splash around his family. So he never, my point being, he never had lunch money, but he always seemed to be smashing pies and Mars bars and cans of Coke. Now, he did this day after day after day at school, and I remember one day looking into my squashed Vegemite sandwich, disgusting and edible. Thanks, Mum, though. It was um, the effort. Well, I was one of five kids. It wasn't my Mum's fault. And I remember saying to Benny, how do you do this? How do you afford it? He then let me in on a very special secret. He was stealing the canteen money from other kids. So he was going through the lunch bags at recess time or whenever it was. Whenever You know how kids used to get sent out of classrooms? To... That, that is 
Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> that is well, you can't you can't life. jail an eight year old. Yes, you can. You lock him in the bike cage for a day. <laughs> anyway, much like when the mafia wives try and turn a blind eye to what their husbands do. Oh no, these diamonds. Oh no, he runs a very reputable Italian restaurant. Oh, what do you mean this brand new Mercedes? Oh no, he's not into illegal. When did Benny Black started showering me in the chocolate milk and me in the pancakes? I myself, Heath, didn't want to admit to the fact that I knew where this money was coming from. Now, it got to a point where one week I got home and I literally had five squashed Vegemite sandwiches now turning mouldy from the heat in those sweaty bags they used, we used to carry to school. Mum opens my bag and goes, what's this? Why haven't you eaten your lunch? And I folded like a pancake. I said, oh, Mum, it was Benny Black. Oh, I'll never forget the call of Mrs. Benny Black. The next day at school, Benny Black gave me a right hide in. And you know what? Fair enough. Because I had put on a bit of weight to become the fat kid in class. So it was sort of revert. You know what I mean? He, no, no, he, I'm thinking how to lose weight. Okay, the first rule would be don't hang out with Benny Black. And Number then the two, second, the beating he gave me at the end of the week. And then the cutoff. And then the cutoff to snacks. So if you are going to hang out with Benny Black, tell your mum she'll ring his mum. <laughs> you'll get cut off by Benny Black. And then you'll eventually lose weight because you're back on the Vegemite sandwiches you don't eat anyway. You got it. Right. Why wouldn't you throw the Vegemite sandwiches out on the way home? I don't think like that. And I think a part of me thought, because I knew I was one of five kids, and, you know, to throw out food mum had given me, you just, even to this day, I don't throw out food. Again, how to lose weight, throw out food. Even to this day, I don't throw out food. No, I don't. Let me talk to you about this. So we've got the bus to sport. (laughs) Normie, once again. Different podcast. No way. He's got the mouldy sandwiches down there. Uh, I see in his bag a mouldy banana. And I go, Normie. Uh, throw it out the window. No, you didn't. I was sitting next to you. Do you know who said throw it out the window? Benny Black. Benny Black. Throw it out the window. Then the uh, chant. Throw it. Throw, throw it. it. Throw, throw it. it. Remember, teacher down the front of the bus. Uh, so you can't chant that loudly. Normie opens this tiny top window. sliding Why? window. The windows were so small. Worried about kids jumping out. You still get an arm out. Got the arm out. There was a hitchhiker mm. on the side of the road. Yeah. This mouldy three-week-year-old. Three-week-year-old? Yeah. Three weeks. That's old. Year old. <laughs> he hoists it out the window. So this is the man that doesn't throw out food. He only throws it from a 100 kilometer hour bus. That's a sport. Blood hits this guy square yeah, in the, the face. Head, yeah. It was kind of slow-mo because you've got all these kids pressed up against the window yeah. on that side of the bus and this explosion mm. of banana fragments. Mm. And then he gives the bird to the bus. We all crack up. Now, yeah. Norway then went into a shell and goes, I didn't. I, oh, no. Why did I do that? Is he dead? Is he okay? Now, when we arrived back in the bus bay to the awaiting officers who took me away, <laughs> there was only one positive to come from this entire episode. The young man I hit, who I still apologise yearly to, uh, we're now pen pals, uh, the facial injuries he sustained were that bad that he couldn't eat for a week and he did lose weight. It was the last banana he ever ate. Right, quite a bit of feedback this week, Heathy. I'm not going to read them all like I did last week, but thank you. Keep the tweets coming at Heathy Piper at Normie Doral. I was tweetest because some get a shout out and some don't. You'll see why. I'm going to concentrate on a couple of the tweets we've received. I will read out every tweet we have sent. I just want to focus on a couple this week in particular. We'll get to those other ones. What if one guy sends you a thousand? I won't read a single one on this podcast right now. If you if you tweeted me those thousand now. 
Yeah, well, it's this is delayed, so I wouldn't even get them during oh, this podcast. Okay. That was a silly question. Sorry, buddy. At Fat Hairy Lazy. Um, has, at Fat Hairy Lazy. I can't believe no one would take... He's the guy who owns the handle at Fat Hairy Lazy. Well, he should definitely be listening to this. Does anyone own the handle on Twitter at Fat Handle? At Normie Doral at Heathy Piper. Listen to your potty today, boys. Was good fun. Could have done with a proper intro, though. You see where I'm going with the first one? There was a little bit of conjecture last week about this. I'm just going to scroll through here. I've got quite a few in here. I might just stop quickly on Ethan Schultz's one. Uh, at, at Ethan Schultz. He's just tweeted us both and said, might listen. Any f- nothing more? No, might listen. Thanks for that, Ethan. Don't... Well, can you let us know if you, <laughs> if, if you did listen? Um, at Josh Williams 71 where the F is your intro song... Um, so passionate, he swore. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he, that's his, his cape. I, I will read one more of Josh's. Hey, lads, listen to your How to Beat the Heat today. Uh, definitely one star. I'm still effing hot. So he that's sort of a running theme with Josh. Uh, <laughs> it's his, that's his shtick. He might stand up swear a lot, don't they? I think that adds to the humour. Not Jerry Seinfeld, mate. Never one swear word on stage yeah, from him. Yeah, uh, there are plenty here, though. Um, you just talk amongst yourself. Here's one, Heath. You don't know, need to talk. I found one. At no. Milram361. Uh, Ep3, very amusing, lads. Seriously enjoyed it. However, jingle needs some work. We don't have a jingle. What's the obsession with the jingle? This is what is this obsession? They, they, they go on and on and on. Just um, are they actually listening to the words I speak for half an hour? I don't care about any of that. They're when, like, stop speaking. Get to the music. When, get to the intro. When did it get to the point that you couldn't do radio without having some sort of mass-produced commercial? People just like music because when we were on radio, normally we would get phone calls at any point during the show. Just play a song. Start <laughs> talking and just play a song. But more to people, their brains are so blown by the fact we don't have an intro song. They just can't fathom what's happening. It's just you and me talking to a microphone without an intro. That's it. Heathy, mm. I've buckled. I've actually, as I buckle, I unbuckle. That's right. This is like what happens with Normie. If you want him to do anything, just tweet him, peer pressure him, because like the banana, he doesn't want to do things, but he'll hurl it out the window, and now he's going to hurl what looks like, because he's got the guitar, an intro song at you. Get the guitar. Well, it's an intro song near the outro of the podcast, so that's my victory. Ah. That's my victory. So this is the intro song (laughs) at however long into the podcast. How do you know how long you've been talking to? There's no sort of measure in it. We have no idea. Um, So this is it. Now, here are the lyrics. I wrote these on the train on the way home last night from St. Leonard's. Wow, these are... What lyrics? Yeah, they're in depth. Remember, um... Remember on our radio show that we did for many years, a brekkie show, Mm -hmm. we had an intro song to our prank calls. Every time we did the prank call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that same tune. Good. New lyrics. Okay. You ready? So I'm just reading these lyrics of the first No, not reading them. Sing them. Ah. You ready? Mm -hmm. Three, two. It's Binjo 
song the whole time. It's not. This is middle. It's no. It's one on one. Not two. Do you know the abuse you'll cough for that now? They yeah, from be, you. They won't like that. No, from you. Because you, like you didn't want to give in. The fans will go, that is the best thing. You know what? They'll only listen to the intro now, which is at the outro. Good. Well, if you've made Clever. it this far. Clever. It's like when supermarkets put the milk at the back of the supermarkets. You have to walk through the supermarket <laughs> to get other treats. Get milk. You have to listen to all the milk to get to the intro song. <laughs> There's a little carrot we dangle. Yes. The intro song at the end of the pudding. Now, there's a lot of housekeeping to get through. You know how you've suggested um, at weddings when they, the MC gets up to do the housekeeping, there should actually be a housekeeper. If... Housekeeping! I would like, mm. if we are going to do housekeeping, we need to hire a housekeeper yeah, to, do, to read this bit. This is painstaking. Oh. I'm not very good at it, but I'm going to attempt it. Right, so it's the How To Podcast. If you haven't, download it. Or subscribe to it right now. You hit the little subscription button on iTunes, on your podcast app. My mum has subscribed. I did it for her. I showed her how to. Um, you can also listen to this on SoundCloud. That's a new initiative. A few people said you can't get the iTunes feature on their Android phones. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. SoundCloud for you. This is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a little button there that says reviews. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go in and leave us... A review. Now, I'm going to read you some very glowing reviews we got during the week. Um, five stars. Gold Jerry from Brian O'Ronnie. I made it work. Told me to give this podcast a spin. First good tip he's ever given me. Thoroughly enjoyable banter that's chock-a-block full of utterly useless tips on how to get through life. That's a long one. My kind of claptrap. Any chance you can do a how-to to tell... Oh, this is good. Any chance... He's asking you this too, Heath. You can do a... How to tell your workmate his morning breath is undermining your job satisfaction. Okay. I'll tell you what you need. Put a little quick caveat for that. What's his name? Uh, Brian O'Ronnell. Right. Brian O'Ronnell. On the way to your house, remember, this is early. On a Saturday morning we're mm. doing this week. I had to get here at 7.30, right? I got pulled over three separate times by three different police officers to do a breath test, right? Are you joking? Not on joking. the way here from the south? Oh yes. My. Now, I think we need an office worker. This is their job. At the start of the day, there's a breathalyzer that when you walk in the office... Yeah, you blow into? It's a coffee breathalyzer. (laughs) Coffee breath is the worst kind of Mm. breath. Mm. Because, of course, what did everyone do? They get their coffee in the morning. It goes stale. If you are over the set amount, Mm. get out, go home. If you turn up with poo breath, how many points should you be duck straight off? No, you're fired. You're fired. Oh, yeah. And license ripped up. Yes. Yeah. Contract. Yeah. Gone. Because mm. I have smelt people's breath that have been on, say, the rum and coke all night. It's got a bit of a, a sugary smell. It's, it's not, not as bad. offensive as... Or, that's right, workplaces change. Instead of having coffee in the morning, a couple of rumbos and cocos. Yeah. I like that. An RBT-OHS combination. Uh, better than Lego, writes Gabby Therese with five stars. Especially if you've ever trodden on a piece going to the bathroom in the dead of the night. Mm. So I'll let you read into that one how you will. I think the better than Lego is a is a um, Johnsy's Johnsy Maddie Johns after he won the grand final. What's that got to do with us? Well, they're just saying this podcast is that good. It's better than Lego. Yeah. So Lego. Fury. They don't mate. connect properly. You can never on the box. It got huge castles. You don't have all the pieces. If you can't connect Lego, you seriously have you seen the new Lego? Well, I've seen old Lego. It's, it's pretty possible. easy to connect. No, it's possible. Uh, <laughs> 
All right, this gets me to my point, and I'm, I'm really sorry to do this because we're going to end on a real lull. We've had the intro song and the outro. Mm. We just had two five-star reviews. Keep them coming. Somebody mm. has ruined our perfect record. What do you mean? We have been given a one-star review. Now, Heath, for the last three podcasts... You have demanded a one-star review. You said this podcast wasn't yet worthy of five stars. You've said, just get us on the star board. You can't start with five. You've got to, you've got to crawl before you can walk. Give us think one. deserved it. Who has left a one-star review? Before I get to that, when somebody tells you to punch your dad in the face, you don't punch him in the face. Yeah, sure, Benny, Benny Black might have. Who has ever said, hey, go punch your dad in the face? Who has ever said that? I don't know if that's, but I'm trying to use. I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to be dramatic to say, if someone tells you to do something, like throw a banana out of a bus window, you don't do it. That's what I've learned in my life. So he telling you to give a one star review, you don't go and do it. In all my broadcasting years, which equate to now eight professional years, one semi professional. Mm. Is this semi professional? Uh, no, this is professional. I have never been more offended. Mm. More humiliated, more demoralised, mm. and I'm now thinking of ending this series because of the jerk that listened to what I was joking. I am worth. Oh, you want five stars now? Yes, I am worth more than one. I listened back to some of our filth from last week. I got through a minute and went, "That'll do mm. me. Not too bad. That's worth at least five stars." Now, looking at the appropriate punishment for the person who has thought this as a joke to give one star and ruin our perfect five star rating. Um, some fans might be outraged by this, but I'm calling the death penalty. Yeah. Um, now, some fans will be outraged and say that's not harsh enough. Yeah, well, what's, well what would be harsh enough? Well, hunt down the rest of the family. Kill the bloodline off. Kill... But I don't want to start wiping out families and communities this early on in the oh, podcast. Oh, family, think... so now it's gone to communities. What's next? Statewide. Just take them all out. I think the problem with dropping a bomb if on this person's town... If one start, you've brought down civilization. it sounds like. Well, I just don't want to wipe out too many fans of the podcast in the early stages uh, when we've been given... So who is it? This is the kicker. They have done a phantom one star. There is no review. The only... Wimp. Wimp. A faceless, faceless... Yeah, little cat out there. Wimp. We Show need, yourself. We need to smoke him out. You know what's going to smoke him out? Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, again, just don't give us a one-star review. Well, smoking, you lose weight. I, I, I actually wanted a one-star review right up until I got one. Mm. When I saw that, I went, well, we better be a funny mm. review they've given. Challenge, Nothing. Challenge has been set. Show your face. Leave another one with your name. <laughs> I don't and think we will, what will we do? Nothing. We'll probably say, good work, that was funny. <laughs> okay, you beat the good system. Work. Yeah, you win this round. Okay, Edie, we had an intro song, so we must have another one. Oh wait, an outro. Okay. An outro song. No, this is actually the intro song that we will the real intro song. Oh you are gonna play another one? Yeah I am. You ready? No. I think you know it. The heat. Oh wait now. Okay. Do you know we do actually have one of these recorded already? You have to play it live the every time. Yeah, okay, we've already got one, don't we? Is that it for this week? See you guys next week. Oh, or should we, Normie? Um, I thought, do you want to set her up, Normie? What we're doing here for the bonus extra edition? 
Yeah, you talk, you talk, and I'll so play. This is the original. You talk, I'll play. So we thought um, for the listeners who got through this far, tough gig, well done. Pat yourself on the on the knee slap. A prank call coming your way right now. We'll explain what happens in the prank Shave call. Shave your Shave it. It's This one came about because on the weekend, Heath and I were down in Melbourne, okay, and we've only ever been there a few times, mm. and we're down there for a meeting, okay, and I thought, well, Heath, we're, we're down in Melbourne, we don't come that often, let's go to a fancy restaurant, let's, you know, let's go and have a bit of fun, the lads. Yep, yep. I booked us in, and anyway, I didn't think anything more of it. Anyway, I kept getting all these calls on my phone from a number that I, I had, had saved, it's yep. an unknown number. They kept calling me, and you know me... I'm stuck in my ways. I just don't answer them. <laughs> Finally, I go, bloody hell, they won't give up. Hello, Normie speaking. And it turns out it's the restaurant that I've booked into for that night calling me mm. to confirm that I'm going there. Yeah. I go, I've already called you and told you this. I think they do this because restaurants are becoming so popular with shows like MasterChef and stuff like that that people are, you know, they're booking in and they've got such a long waiting list that if, you know, they pull out... And they you know, lost, lost revenue, so they're confirming these yeah, calls. And that's you. how they, they start the call by going, uh, this is a confirmation call, Mr Normie. And I went, oh, OK, I went along with it. And it, it actually got me thinking. I said, well, wait a second, maybe I could have a little bit of fun with this. So I decided to book us into a restaurant last night, Heathy, in yes. Melbourne, even though we were no chance of ever going. <laughs> and I decided to get the up on them before they had a chance to call me for my confirmation call. Here is that phone call. Italian, John speaking. Yeah, g'day, mate. I just want to confirm that I've been given a confirmation call. You've you've been given a confirmation call. I just want to confirm that I've had a confirmation call. Um, so you have a booking, sir? Yeah, yeah, I do. I can confirm that I'm coming in tonight at seven p.m. My name's Normie. Hang on. Normie, seven p.m. Yep. Yeah, for four of us. I just want to confirm though that you guys have given me a confirmation call to confirm that I'm coming in. We. We generally give confirmation calls within 24 hours of the booking. Oh, generally. So does that mean I mightn't have got a confirmation call? Can you confirm that? I I can't at this time because Susie, who is on the morning shift, who may have or may not have called, has, uh, has finished her shift. So you can't confirm whether I've been given a confirmation call? Uh, no, I can't at this well, point. Well, because you guys usually do them. That's correct. <sighs> Is there any chance that I'll get a confirmation call in the next, say, couple of hours? Can you confirm that? Can I suggest that this is the confirmation call? Oh, so it's not a standard confirmation call, though. It's This is sort of just a, a hatchet job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if I didn't call you to confirm the confirmation call, then I wouldn't have got a confirmation call. Can you confirm that? <laughs> I... See, yeah, it gets, this is where it gets it. This is where it gets you out of control a little. This is, this understand um so you would or you would not be happy with this being the confirmation call i can't confirm that what about if i hang up now if and can you because you've got my number there can you call me back to confirm i can do that yeah thank you (laughs) so (laughs) So that's where we left and i said the poor guy 
or I did not expect him several minutes later when Heath and I are in the studio because you've got to remember he's got my mobile number from the booking we gave him earlier that day. He decided to call me on my mobile. Here's what happened in the studio yesterday. I don't believe it. This is actually Demazi's (laughs) calling me right now. Hello, Normie speaking. G'day, John. How are you, mate? Yeah. Yeah, just confirming that. So it's for seven. Yeah, because I'm, I'm glad you confirmed it, mate, because I just didn't want to turn up, you know, and, and, the, and it, the table wasn't available. So I'm conf- I'll confirm back that I've got the confirmation call. <laughs> all right. Cheers, bud. See you then. Bye. After all that, Normie. By this stage, we pretty much realised we had this guy. We said, well, this guy is in hook, line and sinker. I said, leave it there. Heathy, you said, uh-uh-uh, we're going further. <laughs> so next on the show, you'll hear me ringing back to confirm with this guy that he's actually rang Normie to confirm Normie's confirmation call. (laughs) It is a little bit confusing. Stay with us on this. Hello, Demazi. John speaking. Uh, G'day, mate. My name's Heath. I'm just calling to confirm that my mate Normie called you to confirm that he got a confirmation call. Um, Normie... Yes, I spoke to Normie recently. Yeah, so can you confirm that... uh, that he called you to confirm that he got a com- confirmation call or not? Can, can I confirm? I, I've called Normie to confirm a booking. Is that correct? But can you, that, confirm, can you confirm that he then called you to confirm that he originally got the confirmation call? Can you confirm that with me now? Because I'm going to speak to him later and just confirm that I've made this phone call. This is all very confusing, isn't it? Well, it does get confusing, all these confirmations, but... I... Well, I wasn't able to confirm... So you can't confirm it. What what if he now rings you you and says... No, 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 just let me finish. I wasn't able to confirm to Normie whether he received an initial confirmation. He followed that up with a phone call. I then called back and confirmed his booking. So to answer your question, the... Booking has been confirmed for the restaurant under Normie. <laughs> I can now confirm that he is annoyed. He started off quite friendly, jovial. I get the whole thing. You absolutely infuriated the man. There's one back at the restaurant there <laughs> for all these phone calls you received, Normie. I tell you what, next time you get a confirmation call, call them back and confirm it. That'll teach them.